turned out to be under a spell. Testing, testing. <laughs> I can hear you. Good. Okay. I love your mug. Let me see it again. That is so cute. Isn't it cute? <laughs> oh my gosh. It's uh so April has this black mug. It's has like an oversized all over it. But yeah, it has little ghosts and it says boo and it's orange and black and white. It's an that's extra like, large mug too. Well, that's really cute. It's like the size of my head. Yeah. What do you have inside of it though? Um salted caramel coffee. Try not to swear this time. I know. Salted <laughs> caramel coffee and um what is it called? Rum chata. Oh, rum chata. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's very good. Nice. Uh, I'm drinking exactly what I was drinking last time. Uh-huh. And if Mountain Dew wants to sponsor us, <laughs> their frostbite flavor. Oh my gosh. And I found out, found out, guess what flavor this is? What? Cantaloupe and honeydew. Cantaloupe and honeydew? That's what, that's what the internet says. Okay, uh, so you so- have big plans coming up. Oh my god. When this comes up, you're going to be coasting on the waters. Yeah, I will be in the Bahamas. And uh, I'm not as nervous about like being in the Bahamas without Josh as I was before. Okay. My new panic <laughs> is getting there. Oh, like so, the flight? So we're taking Spirit Airlines. Okay. Which I don't know anything about. I've always taken Delta with flying. I think I, I think we took Spirit when we went to Hawaii the last time. Did we? I think I mean me and Mitch. Oh, we took Delta. Anyway, I've just anyway. heard really bad things about them mm. with charging you more for whatever. So I'm a little panicky because so the maximum bag size is like a total of sixty two inches for a checked bag. And my whatchamacallit? My biggest bag that everything because I'm bringing bachelorette party stuff as well as my own things Mm -hmm. and so that's taking up a lot of room so I have to bring my biggest bag which is exactly 62 inches and I feel like they're gonna say it's 63 let's charge her 50 bucks to get this thing on Mm. I'll like to charge extra because mine's it's like exactly 62 yeah that would really bite (laughs) it would just suck if they charge me more I don't think they would do that, though. I feel like people, I don't know. Hopefully your good karma rolls around and they don't try to charge you based off of centimeters, you know? Well, but then I'm the one who booked the van from the hotel because we're going one day early and then staying the night at the hotel next to the airport. And then I booked the van from the hotel to the port to the ship then from the ship to the airport when we get back and i scheduled that for all nine of us and i'm like i've checked it i don't know how many times to make sure i have the right dates the right number of people the right like times oh i just don't want to be the the one who ruins something because i'm an idiot every trip has one disaster I know I don't want to be the cause of that disaster. Well, you know what, though? Even if you are, just know that there has to be one thing. Well, (laughs) I'll report back what the disaster is. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess we're going to find out. It's either the van or the bachelorette party, like, flops and everyone hates it. Um, No, I don't think that's going to be the problem. 
but I don't know what to do to make it fun. It's you're having fun already. Like I know nothing's gonna be a buzzkill. I don't like if that's what you're worried about. I think whatever you have planned, it's gonna be great. Everyone's there to have a good time. It's like the last hurrah, and you're there to be the hype girl. So I'm not convinced. <laughs> just throw glitter every once in a while and be like, see how fun this is. Yeah, this is great. <laughs> that's what I would do. <laughs> uh, yeah. So <laughs> next episode, episode 28, you guys will hear how the cruise went. Then the one yeah. after that, you can hear about my speech and how your speech. I am. I'm. I'm running out of air thinking about it. Like it's stressing me out. I don't know. I just. This is my. This is my fear. Tell us your fears. Deep down inside, my biggest fear is that I'll do this thing that I want to do, and everyone will just stare at me like that was awkward. <laughs> like you get, like you get crickets. <laughs> like you get crickets. And then I'm gonna have to run as fast as I can away. Like, I'm not <laughs> kidding. I will book it. You need to stage people in the audience to laugh. <laughs> I'm going to be like, Whitney, you have to laugh. Shelby, you have to cheer. Uh, yeah. All the bridesmaids have to be my hype people because, like, right. if I hear zero things, I might throw up. That sounds really exciting and fun. Well, we'll see. I'll either throw up, shit my pants, or just run away crying. So, well... Do you want to hear my story? I do want to hear your story. Have you? Let's see. No, you know what? I'm not even going to tell you what I titled it as because I want you to hear it. The Haney family had been living in Grantsville, Utah, just 35 miles west-ish of Salt Lake City. Yeah. 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 I'm familiar. Legit? (laughs) Yeah. Um. They lit they okay, they had been living in Grantsville, Utah uh since two thousand ten. Sorry, I'm trying to get things away from my screen. Okay. You say they had lived there since two thousand ten? Yes. Okay. Alejandra, who is the mom, and Colin, who is the dad, had five children. Danny, who is attending UVU College, Utah Valley University, CJ, who was Colin Jeffrey. So named after the dad. But anyways, CJ mm-hmm. is 16, Alexis 15, Matthew 14, and Milan 12. Okay. okay. Bunch of babies right after another. Holy moly. Um, yeah. But the Haney's were a religious family. They were active in their LDS ward in the community. Um, and those who knew them in the community described them as kind, giving, and well-loved. The kids were described as quiet, shy, intelligent, and kind by neighbors. Um, They were homeschooled up until recently and just began attending in-person schooling with their peers. Um, They were known to have fun, lively neighborhood parties. And on social media, the older brother, Danny, had posts of his family and siblings often. He captioned one saying, quote, the greatest gift our parents gave us was each other. And so we can get from this picture that the Haney's were a tight-knit, loving family. Yeah. But on January 17th, 2020, the family woke up, went to school and work like any other Friday, but by that evening, most of them wouldn't make it to the weekend. What? Why? What happens? Alejandra, the mom, picked up 12-year-old Milan from school around 1 p.m., 
As I walked in the door, they were greeted by multiple rounds from a handgun to their heads, neck, and upper bodies. Oh my gosh. Around 2 p.m., 15-year-old Alexis came home from school. Somewhere between 2 and 5 p.m., Alexis met the same fate, multiple gunshots to her head and upper body. Oh my gosh. Around 5.17 p.m., 14-year-old Matthew got home, and he was murdered by a single gunshot wound to the head. Whoa. About an hour later, at 6.15, Colin, the dad, arrived home. He was shot in the leg. He looked up only to see his son, 16-year-old CJ, with a gun. Oh, my gosh. Colin struggled to get the gun away from CJ and was hit in the head with something, some blunt, blunt object that they weren't yeah. sure what it was. And it caused a big gash in his head. Colin was able to get the gun away from CJ, and he said, Your mother would have... Would be, sorry. He said, Your mother would be sad if you killed me. Then CJ told his dad that his mother and siblings were already dead and that he wanted to kill everyone in the house except himself. Well, wait, so you might answer this later, but if the dad walked in and didn't see a bunch of dead bodies there, that means that he probably moved them, right? I don't know i don't know because i think Uh. he must have yes okay he must have but it doesn't i was really annoyed because there wasn't Mm -hmm. a lot of detail Mm. and i hate that but i also kind of understand why they don't put a lot of detail no you froze oh you didn't freeze oh 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 you're back okay (laughs) I'm going to freaking lose my mind. <laughs> We're going to have to hurry through these stories. Okay. Okay. My gosh. Okay. Yeah. So before anyone called 911, a family friend stopped by to drop something off. Unaware of the gruesome scene inside, Colin, the dad, asked this neighbor, family friend person, to drive them to the hospital. Yeah. And I thought this was weird that he didn't like call 911 himself. Yeah. That was weird to me that he wasn't immediately like 911. Wait, so how did the whole commotion end again? So, so the so, dad walks in, he gets shot in the leg, then yeah. he gets hit in the back of the head with the gash. Then what happened? Then he, the dad got the gun away from CJ and said, your mother would be sad if you killed me. And that's when CJ told his dad that his mom and his siblings were already dead and that he wanted to kill everyone in the house but himself. Oh, I see. And yeah. then, like, almost immediately after that struggle, the family friend knocked on the door. Oh, okay. I see. I see. This family friend takes him to the hospital, right? And in right. the car. Uh, or so he's like, what's going on? Like, the dad's bleeding in his leg and has a gash in his head. And the friend's like, well, yeah, okay. And CJ's yeah. like quiet and awkward in the car after he just murdered his entire family and says, yeah, I just killed everybody in my family. And <laughs> the neighbor was like, uh, 911. We have an like, emergency. And the dad uh, I feel like was way too like shocked. Like, I feel, I don't know what his deal was. Cause I'm like, I would have called 911 instead of say, hey, let's go to the hospital for myself. You know what I mean? Like, I would yeah. have called 911 before. Or I would have said, hey, 
this is happening. Call 911. My entire family has been murdered. You know right. what I mean? Like, I just thought right. the reasoning of just saying, hey, will you take us to the hospital? Like, it's all casual and whatever. I wonder if the dad was yeah, that is- to not get the kid in trouble. But also, it's like, how could he not get in trouble inevitably? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's he's going to get in trouble. Like, no. there's no way to, to save him from the amount of trouble he already got himself in. Can you hear me? Yes. Can you hear me? Whoa, you have transformed your surroundings. <laughs> so if you're watching if you're watching so you're on Patreon, you'll see that April has a whole new sweatshirt on. She has a whole new background. <laughs> My office is a mess because I wasn't prepared for this. Uh I was cold, so I got a hoodie. So that's the way to be. That's the way to be. It's all right. Technical difficulties. The internet just went kaput on April's end, so she had to go somewhere internet safe. But not even safe. Internet sucks ass these days, and I don't know (laughs) what to do about it. I cannot control. Well, it's okay. You know what? Worst case scenario, you just get through your story. Maybe I'll record my story, and then you can just record your reactions. Oh wow! What? (laughs) I think. I think this is safe. Okay. Yeah. Cool. We've rebooted everything. Um, I'm not out in the yard. So. <laughs> hey, I, and you won't get eaten by mosquitoes. Yeah. Which, by the funny. way, guys, April's bugs at her house are no joke. I was there last night. I was eaten alive by those damn things. And you were outside for like, what, five minutes? Yeah, and like, there's a mosquito right here right now, but I just swatted it away, no problem. But the ones at April's house are vicious. They are out for blood, actual blood. They are yeah. vampires in the night. Mm-hmm. They're there for, you know, it was It was awful, and I'm so sorry you have to live with that. So, um... <laughs> you know, it sucks. Okay. I'm glad that you're inside where it's safe, so... Yeah, I... My attitude, though, <laughs> sucks <laughs> right now, so I'm sorry for that. Okay. You know what? It's okay. It's all good. Just <laughs> Did it just freeze? It did. <laughs> uh, okay, just go. <laughs> just go. We're never going to get through this if we don't just Okay, let's go. Power let's through. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. So, the neighbor called 911 in the car after CJ was like, I killed everybody. So, yeah. he was like, 911, there's an emergency. You're right. Um, so uh, let's see. I lost my place. Okay. Mm-hmm. Once I got to the hospital for Colin, the dad, to be treated for his wounds, the police mm-hmm. met them there and CJ was arrested at the hospital. He was pretty uncooperative with the authorities um, other than confessing to what happened. Like he did say, this is what happened. Like I killed them and I waited. I just sat and waited for everyone to get home and I shot them when they got home. Did he share no. why? No. That's the only thing they could not get out of him is his motive. I mean, like, they don't know. And he's Um, 16. 16. Huh. So, let's see. The Grantsville Police Corporal Fields, he said, quote, there's absolutely not one referring to a motive. I haven't seen anything that would satisfy my inquiry as to what could have led to it. 
no one felt like they had an indication that anything was wrong. So it's making a lot of people reflect on what we believe and what we see isn't always what is actually going on. End quote. Interesting. Um, right. So CJ is being held at a juvenile detention center despite being charged as an adult. So um, he mm. 16, so he can be charged as, a, as an adult, but there's something in Utah that allows juveniles that commit heinous crimes like this. Um, yeah. There's a program that allows them to be in juvenile court or in the detention center. Okay. Um, just like in hopes that there's recovery. Yeah. Uh, They have, they have like, um, stuff like, uh, counseling. They have, um, you know, schooling still happening. They have stuff like that for youth, but it could be up to 25 years old as well, depending on the situation. Um, but anyway, so he's being charged as an adult with four counts of aggravated murder one count of attempted murder and five counts of felony discharge of a firearm. So he faces a maximum sentence of 25 years to life without the possibility of parole. Though because he's 16, it's likely he won't get that sentencing. Um, But that is the maximum possibility. Um, So while... I I feel like 25 years just isn't enough when it's your whole family... Yeah, he annihilated his entire family. Yeah. But like he's 25 years old per person. (laughs) Well, so you think about it. It's hard because if it was your kid and he was 16 years old going through a troubling time and like lost his mind, you would hope that there would be a possibility of redeeming his character. You know what I mean? Like there has to be a way that he could come back from that because he's so young. But it just like that's why I wish he would explain his motive is so we could have an idea of like okay well why did he do it is it just because he thought it'd be fun right you know or is it because he like was he influenced by something or like literally on drugs or yeah like there are so many factors that could kind of come into play if we just knew what his motive was yeah um so while waiting for sentencing which is still scheduled for December of 2022. Um, his or the community rallied around Colin, the dad, and CJ's older brother, Danny. Because he was at UVU, he was not there. He wasn't hurt. I Colin see. did recover. The community raised over $19,000 for the Haney family funeral expenses and to repair damage to the home. Wow. Um, the obituaries read, quote, Alejandra Haney was raised in Chihuahua, Mexico on May 8th, 1967. She was a loving mother to her children and loved to prepare delicious meals and desserts. She was also, or sorry, she was, she also loved to garden and care for her fruit trees. She was always willing to help out and serve people in the ward in the community. Alexis was born in Bountiful, Utah on September 18th, 2004. She was a freshman at Grantsville High School and was the goalie on the high school girls junior varsity soccer team. Mm-hmm. Alexis was an accomplished artist and loved to play piano. Other interests included Lord of the Rings and playing with her siblings and friends. Matthew yeah. Haney was born in Bountiful, Utah on October 21st, 2005. He was an eighth grader at Excelsior. Excelsior Junior High 
and was yeah. well-liked by his teachers and peers. He enjoyed playing soccer, wrestling, playing chess, and anything to do with Star Wars and gaining, quote, the high ground. Milan Haney was born in Bountiful, Utah, also on April 5th, 2007. She was in seventh grade at Excelsior Junior High. She wanted mm-hmm. to be an engineer, enjoyed playing playing soccer, volleyball, and creating art with her sister, taking a specialized interest in superheroes. She liked to leave loving, encouraging notes signed, quote, from so-and-so. <laughs> They're survived uh, by their father and husband, Colin Haney, and brothers and sons, Danny Haney and CJ Haney. Um, wow. Their services were held January 24th on, in 2020. Colin ended up speaking at the services, which I don't think I could do. <laughs> no. I... Like, I hope I never asked to do that for anybody. I can't. I will not. You can't even do it for a wedding. (laughs) And they're alive and well. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Everything's fine. Everything's happy and peachy. And I still can't. Like, it's a great day. And I can't make it through. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It'll be quite an interesting situation. But oh, kudos to him, though. Like, that's that would be so tough. Yeah. At the services, he said, quote, this felt like a hard thing for my family, but as the support of the, hmm, but as the support of the community has reached out to comfort us, it has become very clear. It's more than just a family matter. It's a community matter. As I was leaving the hospital, I drove past the junior high where Matthew and Milan attended. It triggered feelings within me. Then I decided it's a choice, choosing to remember the good things. Danny also spoke at at his mom and sibling services, sharing memories with each, with each of them. As wow. you remember, he had social media posts, like his siblings and like entire family were spread across all of his social media. Like he loved his family. Um, yeah. And so he had a bunch of like good stories with them and like shared like, you know, really heartfelt messages about who they were and um, kind of trying to keep it light, but good happy it was so hard to do oh my I, gosh I could not um I could not like not to know that your brother was the one who like removed them from the earth mm-hmm. like that would be such a hard concept to grasp <laughs> like yeah. I feel like I would have so much like content like what what could you say like I just I can't imagine the strength it takes to like forgive that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And to Yo, like, I know what you mean. And move past yeah. it. Like, like it makes you almost feel like if they can, if they can forgive CJ <laughs> for what he did, like, like what I, am I so upset about? <laughs> maybe I can possibly like not hate everybody for everything they do. <laughs> uh, you know? Yeah, um, I know what you mean. But, um, so Danny said during his services speech, he said, quote, part of me feels like I lost CJ, but he's still here and he will always be my little brother. (sighs) Mm. So hard. Um, on July 19th, 2022, CJ, who is now 19. So just last month, yeah, um, he entered his guilty plea on the murders of his mother and two sisters and his brother. Okay. Um, 
he pled guilty to the four counts of aggravated murder and the one count of attempted murder. Um, but the additional five counts of the discharge of a firearm, they were dismissed as a part of the plea deal. Mm. Um, and his sentencing is scheduled for December 7th of this year. So we'll be paying attention to that to see what happens. Yeah. This was kind of all over like national news because it was the first mass shooting of 2020. Oh. It happened in January. No, oh, that was January the worst 17th. year. I know. You know, but was it the worst year? <laughs> like, I don't um, know, man. I feel like they keep getting kind of shitty as it goes, but yeah. Like, it's just like it's it was just, just such a wow. big thing. And after like after okay in 2020 right Mm -hmm. i don't remember how many shooting mass shootings we had but then you come to like this last year and we had that one in texas right right what are the signs like this Mm -hmm. kid like his dad and his brother talked about how like they didn't know that this was even a possibility he was quiet and reserved he had been homeschooled and went to be in regular school with a bunch of kids is that because he was isolated and he was being picked on and bullied? But would, yeah. like, in my opinion, I would think, wouldn't you then target those bullying you and not your family? Unless yeah. there's resentment from, you kept me from trying to make friends. And so. Like, you're the reason I'm getting bullied. But then you'd think it would only be the parents. Why go after his siblings as well? well and then also he said that he was. He, he was his plan was that he was going to kill everybody except for himself right yeah. so it's like what was his plan after that right like how is he going to move on from from he goes to, from point a to point b but uh-huh. how does he get from point b to point c yeah because the neighbor coming in was against his plan completely right yeah. so like what was he gonna like what did he think was gonna happen was he going to wait for his other brother to come home? And then he was just going to try and disappear? I don't you know? know. It's like, but why? And that's something that that's a, me is what, what is the why behind it? Yeah. Well, especially because he had to wait in between each killing, you know? Yeah. And hours. Yeah. So he had time to, like, come to if he, like, saw red and, like, you know, went nuts yeah. or whatever. I don't really know how that really happens, but, like... If that were the argument, he had hours in between that you just think that maybe during that time, did he ever think, wait, what am I doing? I can stop now, you know? Yeah. So, but the fact that he kept going and was confident enough to keep killing, then... That makes me think he had this plan for a long time. Yeah. And that he knew what he was going to do. I right, feel like right. because he's not talking about motive, I wonder if he had a plan, like you were saying, after everyone is taken out, that mm-hmm. he had people that knew what was going on and that they were a part of the plan and a part of his getting out. Escape plan. So what, I, what I'm assuming, because he still hasn't said why, yeah. and maybe that'll come at the sentencing hearing and I kind of hope we get a little bit more of why right Mm -hmm. but i wonder if he was a part of like online chat rooms if he was a like befriended some sketchy people and 
you know, he was like, in order for me to be with them, this is what I have to do. Cause I'm only 16. My parents won't let me leave the house, whatever. Like I have to take them out if I want to live the life I want type of thing. Or that is so scary. Or if that's, if that's what happened. That right. So or hit like these people put in these dark thoughts of like, it could be like extremism of a, of a ideology of some kind could be extremism of like uh you know like a this sounds really bad but I kind of wonder if it was like a catfish situation and a woman or someone was posing as like a love interest and said listen we got to be together this is the only way you could we can be together Hmm. he was 16 you know yeah I feel like at that age you're so impressionable yeah and like especially online and if you've been homeschooled I was just going to say, like, you don't have a yeah. whole lot of outside experience of like what to expect. Well, and, and LDS, right? And LDS. That's so. isolating in and of itself. Right. And so. Grantsville is a small town. <laughs> yeah. so. so even if you did get out, you know, or if he had a job, did he have a job? No. Oh. Not that I could tell. But even if he like went out, it's like, what are you going to see? You know, right. to Willa. <laughs> That's Uh-oh. not much, okay? <laughs> right. Really not. Like the golf salt course flats. is the best. Yeah, <laughs> salt flats. The things that like are free <laughs> are the right. most impressive things. <laughs> right. And I so I can I, see how that would be very isolating in like every yeah. direction, you know? Yeah. But then what are the signs though? That like as a right. parent or a teacher or whatever, like that's what scares me is like, what are the signs? Are there signs? I mean, like just because someone, you know, thinks that they're emo or whatever, that doesn't mean they're going to go shoot up a school. Right. You know, but what are the signs that we can look for, for like some kind of extremism, like monitoring freaking internet usage, but don't they say that like the best way to like prevent it is by getting those people to talk you know Mm -hmm. it's the people that are probably just so like if they are isolated maybe it's just that they're like isolating within themselves even and not expressing their thoughts and feelings so it's getting like you know compressed so much that one day they're gonna explode right and how big that explosion is you can never you can never know right so I guess that's the best way is if you're suspecting that there might be a problem, get that person to talk, you know, well, about anything. Yeah. Like I, this is going to sound, and I don't want to be like parent blaming or w- anything like that. I'm just saying mm-hmm. I, I am so nervous about what my kids experience in school with friends on the bus, anything like that, that when they come home, like tell me everything, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, yeah. Like, who did like, you sit by at lunch? Yeah. Did they talk to you? Did they like what you had for lunch? Did you like what they had for lunch? <laughs> yeah. Did you guys trade snacks? Like, what happened? Was there drama with who got what snacks? Like, I need to know everything. But, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I've tried to be annoying like that and have them used to it at an early age so that yeah. when they're, like, actually going through things that it's like, okay, I can talk to my mom about this. I don't know if that's the right path to go and how that's like how I open the door. Cause honestly, 
I didn't tell mom everything, but I just mm-hmm. go sit on her bed. We'd watch Lifetime movies and I talk about mm-hmm. the drama with my friends, whatever. Yeah. But like, how did she open that door and to make us so comfortable to do that? I don't know. But I didn't well, tell her the scary stuff, obviously. Yeah, right. But I feel like that's also how she knew what we were up to, you know? If we never yeah. went to her and talked to her about our friends and what we were doing in class, like, she wouldn't have known anything. She really <laughs> wouldn't have. Yeah. So, like, I think that it helps that we were so talkative, <laughs> you know, yeah, about like, what's going on. Like, well, yeah. April's not around, so you're just going to have to listen to this. And she'd, like... <laughs> roll her eyes and pause her American Idol and be like, okay, what? <laughs> or pause lost. <laughs> lost, SVU, whatever yeah. it was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lifetime. Yeah, exactly. So I guess just getting them to talk is probably the best way, you know? And then first signs of trouble, freaking get them to a therapist because like... <laughs> Which should be a counselor, which we talked about. (laughs) School counselor. Imagine. (laughs) Wow. My surprise. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Outside of school where I'm like, you can do that? Right. Like that was there for my usage the entire time and I didn't take advantage. Wow. (laughs) I know. And I feel like I wonder if counselors are like, I'm kind of glad people don't come to me about their nonsense right but then also they're like I went to school to help kids get like their college classes figured out like this is lame yeah no I only went there when I had to like switch my classes around like I don't yeah. like this teacher can I be in this period instead <laughs> the only time I've ever gone to a counselor in high school was only to for them to tell me what colleges I could apply for <laughs> like Like based on your gpa you're good enough for dixie (laughs) based on your stupidity you can go to dixie state college or salt lake community college (laughs) i was like dope uh let's go as far away as i can (laughs) yeah like is there palm trees there cool yeah is it hot and i hate it let's do it (laughs) i move out on my own sweet anyways that's my story. I know it was really yeah, short, but it was kind of sketch. Ugh. Yeah, that's it. It opens up the conversation though of like, how would you know? You know? Yeah, like that. You really know someone, you know? Because like, what if like he really? What if he really did have signs of this or that, and like people just shrugged it off, like, oh, whatever, it's just a phase. Or we're paying like, attention. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's like pay attention to your your people you know because you never know what what's going on in their brain yeah that's that's scary a really terrifying thought is just like you don't know what they're struggling with will they tell their parents will they talk to a friend will that friend do anything will the parents do anything and then what are the consequences of that down the line Mm -hmm. of how you handle it how your friends react, how they handle it. It, I feel like there are so many little factors of like how people treat you when you're going through something difficult Mm -hmm. and what, where does that lead you? A lot of the time I bet it leads to decisions that could have been made differently if someone would have cared a little bit more 
right or had patience for it yeah (sighs) (laughs) well what a downer story yeah i know is it better than mine (laughs) uh like is it depressing i don't think so okay well then that's all i need okay (laughs) okay (laughs) all right so first I forgot to say because it's in it's in my notes, so I don't like think about it until I see it, which is halfway mm-hmm. through the <laughs> episode. Um, <laughs> but we are almost to Labor Day, so happy Labor Day weekend, everybody! Oh yeah, are you doing anything fun for Labor Day? Uh, no, not at all. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I'll be in Bahamas. <laughs> I know you'll be out on the open waters drinking mai tais so that's cool mai tais or sex on the beach or yep wear sunscreen skin cancer is real and it comes I'm not worried about all. it <laughs> okay <laughs> uh so i want to say that september is when i start decorating for halloween same right so you all can expect that the next few episodes i'm going to be in the spooky season okay so this episode I wanted to hey yes April is if you are watching this April just flashed us her pumpkin skeleton boob sweatshirt and her mug that we talked about that is really cute and festive so anyway all right have you ever heard of the Fielding Gar Ranch no okay it's in Syracuse, Utah, technically, but it's located on 6.2 acres on Antelope Island. Oh. And Antelope Island is in the southeastern portion of the Great Salt Lake. Uh, it's not really an island anymore because we're in a drought and the water's depleting. <laughs> and we're running the, out. Yeah. The island is now a peninsula, so... <laughs> Anyway, so when I say island, I mean peninsula, but we call it an island. Have you seen Antelope on there? I've never been to Antelope Island ever in my life. Ever in my 28 years of breathing. Can I tell you a stupid story? Yes. On mine and Josh's third year anniversary of dating, Mm -hmm. he took me to Antelope Island. And I was like, this is it. This is when he's going to ask me to marry him. This oh, yeah. is it, everybody. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. And first of all, what a stupid place <laughs> to go <laughs> for any reason. I've heard that there's just a lot of bugs. That's like the number one thing that makes me not want to go there. It's the amount it's of bugs. It's a bunch of like dead like grass and then there's bison. That's basically it. That's the only thing that's there. <laughs> antelope there's no antelope i don't remember seeing antelope but it's very possible that there was and i was focused on other things <laughs> yeah right <laughs> but i remember being there and waiting so we were taking pictures and oh it's our anniversary this is so cute and we love each mm-hmm. other it's wonderful and whatever but then we leave Anto- antelope island <laughs> and nothing <laughs> happened and i was like this the entire way yeah. and I was like you gotta be kidding me mind you <laughs> <laughs> it was only like 19 okay so like I was still yeah. a baby but prime age for Utah to get married yeah but that is 
when girls get married and yes and, uh, or they're either doing that or they're waiting to go on their mission yeah oh, but I was so mad and so sad I was like he's gonna break up with me <laughs> if he didn't <laughs> like that was stress. it if it's if that if there's ever gonna be an it moment that it's was now. it it's gone <laughs> yeah but then like three months later he proposed on Christmas Eve but I I was losing my mind no he proposed on Christmas morning Christmas morning. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Christmas Eve, Heather went and brought or brought me to get my nails done. Mm. Tipped me off a little. Yeah. 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 So I was yeah. like, why? And she was like, I'll pay. Just let's go get your nails done. I'm like, can't imagine why we'd want to do that. Yeah. That's strange timing. Christmas and Eve. And also, why? Because like, that's never yeah. happened before. That's not suspicious at all. Yeah. Like, let me pay for myself. Just say, hey, I want to get my nails done. Mm-hmm. Do you want to come with? Go with me. Say your right. nails look ratchet, please. Unless you wanted them. to be like, this is your Christmas gift. But she probably didn't phrase it like that. <laughs> nope. No. Anyway, move on with your story. Okay. Anyway, Angela so. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So they call the ranch that's there that we're talking about. They call it the Fielding Gar Ranch. Or AKA the Gar Ranch. Okay. So back in 1845, two non-native men, AKA just two white guys named Kit Carson and John Fremont were the first to quote unquote, discover what is known as the Antelope Island. Sorry, 1845. 1845. Okay. Yeah. I'm following. Okay. So, which, by the way, that's almost 200 years ago. Time makes no sense. <laughs> that's like 180-ish, but it's like, that's, whoa, that light Ghost. came on. Just kidding. That was my kitchen light. Oh, there it goes again. That's kind of nice lighting, though. Maybe I should just keep that on. Okay, anyway, so it's, um, what was I saying? <laughs> <laughs> it's, um... I don't remember. So, oh, time's, time's weird. Yeah, time, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> Only one year later, after their wondrous discovery, a Mormon <laughs> widow named Fielding Gar was instructed by his church leaders, aka the Mormon church leaders, uh, to establish a ranch on the island to take care of the tithing herds, which I had never heard of a tithing herd until this story. A tithing herd. Yeah. Yeah. So remember, like, okay, so in the LDS world, there's a thing called tithing where you have to give 10% or one-tenth of your money to the church. Uh, Well, back in the day, back before money was really their thing, (laughs) they would give 10% of their cattle or 10% of their sheep or whatever. So... That 10% went to Antelope Island to be raised by the church's guy that they appointed, I guess. The widow that was lonely and wanted 10% of everybody's cows. I didn't put his story into my notes, but if you want to look into Fielding Gar, he has kind of a sad backstory. I don't know how his wife died or what happened there, but I do know that he had nine kids one of them one of them stayed in indiana 
and didn't convert to Mormonism. So I don't know if it's because she was older and had like that choice to be like, uh, no, yeah, I'm not going with you to Utah or going with you on this trek. Anyway, yeah. she stayed back and uh, Fielding and his other eight kids came to Utah and like was here when the whole settlement happened with Brigham Young and everything. He is part of that crowd. Yeah. So anyway, it's just kind of sad because it's like his daughter knew better. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like she like she was like, what are you doing? Don't go. You know? Like he why are you crazy from a mile away? Exactly. So anyway, but that is his little bit of backstory. And so he was designated by the church to be the rancher. So him and his family, him and his kids went to the to the island to take care of all the cattle. Okay. Let's see. So the first permanent structure on the property was a log cabin that was built in 1848 by by Fielding, and I'm assuming his kids helped him. Mm-hmm. Uh Within two years, Fielding had expanded on the property by constructing an adobe ranch house as well as some stone corrals. And at that time, the ranch was about was about 28,000 acres. Um, and they just raised sheep and cattle there. Yeah. Uh, and I saw somewhere that they at one point had about 20,000 sheep. So a ton. Jeez. That's a lot to take uh, care of. Yeah. Uh, the island also was the home to a lot of antelope, so eventually it was named Antelope Island. Um, over the next 130 years, the ranch was used to raise money for the church. It started as a way to help fund what they called the Perpetual Emigration Fund, which helped European converts make their trek to Utah. So I don't know exactly how they would raise money other than just selling the cattle and sheep or maybe like the meat that came from them or the wool. I don't know, but they at this ranch, however it worked out, they raised the money for like, that's that was where like the tithing money came from to Mm -hmm. build churches and then also help people come across the great plains to come to Utah to be part of the church. Okay. So when a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, my my ancestors are from Finland, you know, it's like, well, then how did they get to Utah? It's like, well, (coughs) they came across as a Mormon. You know, that's where a lot of people's ancestors come from, from Europe. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay. So (laughs) where was I? So the Gar home was built in 1848 and was inhabited by the Gar family for about 20 years before it was purchased by a guy named John Dooley Sr., who was the creator and owner of a company called the Island Improvement Company. And that was in 1884. Uh, They took over the ranch and and in, in addition to managing the sheep and cattle, Julie recognized that there was an extreme worry that there was an extinction extinction of bison. Mm. So in 1893, there was only about a thousand known bison left in North America. So Julie purchased 12 of them and brought them to Antelope Island. And since then, the herd of bison has grown to about 600. So Mm. a lot of people, I think it's the anthropologists, they 
recognize this as like his efforts of helping the bison population yeah which that's that's probably what he wanted them to think but then i also saw a lot of articles that was like actually he really wanted this to be like a place where people can do trophy hunting you know like Um, not so much for the saving of wildlife it was more for like the 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 money the sport exactly yeah Hmm. All right, so he owned it until the state of Utah purchased the island in 1981. So him or his family, they owned it for about 97 years. Wow. And this is kind of yet right. And this is kind of a fun fact. But while I was researching this story, I was looking up like what different wildlife was introduced to the to island over that time. Because it seems like they it re- reintroduced a lot of like antelope that had kind of gone like you know there's not as much population there coyote yeah. some birds even um, but I stumbled across an article that mentioned that in the late 1980s a pink flamingo escaped a nearby avi- aviary and made Antelope Island its home what? and people people petitioned and even raised money to <laughs> they raised about thirty thousand dollars to see if the governor would allow someone to go get 25 more flamingos from south america and bring them to the salt lake so that our flamingo could have friends like they're like <laughs> obviously he likes it here but he needs to have some company so we should get like 25 more no kidding people raised money for that and they raised about thirty thousand dollars for it and it went nowhere, huh? The governor said no. Um, <laughs> the article basically said, like, you know, we really shouldn't be putting our efforts towards exotic animals in Utah. We should be trying to preserve the ones that are native <laughs> here. I guess, but why be logical? <laughs> you want to guess what they named this pink flamingo? What? Pink Floyd. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that is so funny. It was funny. Uh, actually, I have a quote here. In the Sully Tribune article is where I found this. It said, quote, Unfortunately, the idea didn't, didn't die. This March, Friends for Floyd offered to pay nearly $50,000 to bring 25 flamingos from South America and called on Utah's governor for support. Quote, Some people believed we are doing this for Floyd, Platt told the Sully Tribune, but really, we're doing this for the human beings. <laughs> 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 which made me laugh that is funny because <laughs> i mean yeah <laughs> yeah it's like i mean floyd he does need some friends but really we just want to see more flamingos in but Utah. Would it, wouldn't it be more like logical because he's from like flamingos aren't native to utah so wouldn't it make more sense to take one flamingo <laughs> to <laughs> south america instead of bringing 25 to utah <laughs> Yeah, probably. <laughs> yeah, that's probably the other half of the argument. Like, that's the wrong <laughs> that's the wrong efforts, you guys. You're supposed to be helping him go home. <laughs> the logic is not what we're here for. Sorry. <laughs> All, right. All right, so with most paranormal stories, you're probably wondering where the root of where the creepy the creep factor might be with this story. Yeah. Oh, hey, you're a little close to the mic. You can, it like muffles a little. 
in okay. some spots. Okay. Okay. How's that? That's good. Okay. So, uh, the root of a lot of the mysteries with Antelope Island centers around the fact that our friend Fielding Gar, when he died, he died only six years after he moved onto the island, and nobody knows where he was buried. Really? Really. And in his records, it just says that he died of sickness on June, it was like June 15th of whatever year it was. Six and does, so it's like, was he poisoned? Did someone want his legacy of this? I don't know. Who's to say? I Sounds don't know. Fishy. So we know from episode two that the Great Salt Lake is full of haunts and mysteries, possibly right. grave robbing ghost. <laughs> A weirdo who stole people's clothes for whatever reason. Yeah. So possibly, freak. possibly Maybe. that. Or the lake monster that's possibly right. there. Moody's Water family. babies. Who knows? Yeah. Who knows what yeah. it might be? Uh, but we're going to zero in on Antelope Island itself and specifically Fielding Gar Ranch because it's full of paranormal mysteries. So people have been feeling, or people have claimed to have felt feeling watched and followed when they're on the island especially when they're on the ranch property. Uh, Visitors claim to have been chased by an unseen person or animal, which sounds terrifying and also reminds me of the American Fork stories, you know? yeah. There were, like, somebody was camping, like, they, it seemed like something ran through. And it's like, oh, what was that? It's like, I wonder if that, because that seems to happen a lot, especially outdoors you know yeah it does is it because okay i've always thought that there's some kind of like phenomenon i guess where people who are in the wilderness or whatever because it's not i mean there are people who go out and camp a lot but like i kind of feel like because you're not used to your surroundings being so open i feel like your mind can play tricks on you you know because you're using then, instincts that you don't normally use. Yeah. And so, like, like you pay attention to every no. sound yeah, and every whatever. And it may feel closer than it really is. You know, it could be, like, it sounds like it runs right in front of you, but it's really, like, I don't know. Yeah. Few hundred, yards. Yeah. Yeah. So I know what you mean. It, I always wonder if that's, like, more if that feeds into some of some stories or if it like has anything to do with the paranormal part of it or both yeah you know like I I just wonder you'll never know unless there's like a camera set up you know or you can debunk it but otherwise if you're just telling the story afterwards it's like yeah I mean I don't know (laughs) I just feel like when I'm outside in the mountains at night like it is spooky but is it because Mm -hmm. I'm making it spooky in my head or is it because there's actually stuff out there you know what I mean right yeah anyway then that also like opens up the argument of like okay well if my brain is supposedly making it up is it like making it up or is it like actually aware because it's smarter out here somehow (laughs) you know it's like Like, when my natural state I don't know it (laughs) It's like when food tastes better 
in the mountains. Yes. You're like, my brain is smarter in the mountains too. Like what? <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Well, look at this. Look at all these things that I know and experience. Well, I'm not meant to be in a car every day and driving at terrible, terrible speeds. I'm not sitting in front of a computer all day long either. Right. These big boxes of <laughs> freaking wood and I'm just supposed to, you know, clean it all the time. That's do you ever, what I like, do. you ever think about all like the little things that we do as humans? It's like, why though? Like <laughs> washing dishes. Sometimes I'm just <laughs> like, why am I having to do this? <laughs> like, or, or just the fact of like, eating with utensils sometimes <laughs> I'm like why waste the time to shovel it in your mouth you know? I don't know probably <laughs> probably just the fact of like you know it's a little more messy if you use your hands I mean it is but it's also like we can wash our hands so much easier and faster than washing a fork you think so yes you just walk to the bathroom and wash your hands. But a fork, you put it in the sink, it stays there for three nights. <laughs> then you have to scrub all the spaghetti off of it or whatever. Then you put it in the dishwasher. And then before you know it, it's been a week before it gets back in this freaking drawer. <laughs> when all I had to do was just walk to the bathroom and wash my hands after I was done eating. <laughs> Please eat spaghetti uh, with your hands and tell me how it goes. <laughs> I think I might start because it's just so unnecessary. Okay. Well, let me get back to my story. <laughs> okay. All right. So, so some have claimed uh, to have extreme mood changes when they're on their property as well. Uh, they even claim that, like, the mood changes aren't as bad, like... The further away you are from the ranch but like when you're on the ranch property is when you notice that your mood is swinging more severely than normal hmm. um the two emotions that people experience most often are extreme feelings of sadness and extreme feelings of disorientation what if he was drugged Ooh, maybe like what if okay either and drugged. he was drugged and he just like died where he fell and they just left him there i don't know i feel like if he had eight kids one of them is bound to be like oh maybe we should have a funeral but like yeah like you I guess think. Not. who took it over after he died do you know i don't know oh i'm okay. assuming just like the oldest kid or maybe the church but like let the kids stay there because hmm. it was the church that owned it when fielding gar and his family like lived there like the church owned it, but they they were there taking care of it because it's okay. their calling. But I wonder if he was drunk or if he was drugged. Yeah. But I think it's weird he doesn't have a marking of where his body right. is. Right. And yeah, it's like, wouldn't you think to have a funeral for him? At I least the church would be like, hey, you've been serving us. Let's yeah. give you a service of some kind. Right. Unless they're so used to after being on that trek that they're so used to just letting people die on the side of the road and they're just like, well, we got to go. But then again, it's time on, to move on. Being on an island, though, you know, and like they already had a cemetery in Salt Lake at the time. I mean, like they had that. I don't know then. 
I wonder where I want to yeah. know what happened to Fildingar. Me too. Me too. That's a that's a mystery for someone to solve that's smarter than us. <laughs> yeah, what happened to Jean Baptiste and what happened to Fildingar? Maybe there's a curse on the Salt Lake. Maybe there is. Like if you live too close to it, mysteries just... are afoot. <laughs> right. Maybe it's water babies. Or or that. the lake monster yeah right who knows we don't but so also some people say that they have felt like they have been touched or tapped pulled or even scratched with no one being around them or being close enough to have done it to them so like unexplainable taps and touches and scratches and things hmm People have claimed to have seen shadowy figures on the shores of the lake and say that they fade away the longer that you look at them. Some claim that that shadowy figure is the ghost of Jean Baptiste, but some also say it could be Fielding Gar. Yeah. Um, A paranormal investigation team called Broken Wings Paranormal recently did an investigation at the ranch and put their evidence on YouTube. Oh, sweet. Uh, One of the investigators starts with something along the lines of, like, we're just here to ask some questions. We don't mean any harm. And they got an EVP back that sounds like it says, he is. Which I'm like, that's creepy. That is very creepy. Yeah, because it's like, are you talking about someone alive in the room wanting to do harm? Or are you talking about, like, an entity in the room wanting to do harm? You know, it's like, okay, you might not be, but he is. Right? That is, I don't know how I feel about that. If I was in the room, I'd be like, it is time for me to leave. (laughs) Yes, like, like, me? Not me. Well, then I'm going to get out of (laughs) here. They asked, or then they asked, are you, or are there any family members here? Then they received an EVP response that said, one. Hmm. Uh, At one point they asked, is is John Dooley Sr. here? And they got an EVP back that responded, yes, get out. Wait, John Dooley Sr., who's that? John Dooley Sr. He's the second owner of the property. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay, the one okay. that owned it for like 97 years and introduced okay. Grayson. Gotcha. Right. So, uh, th- so after they got those... They moved onto a bedroom, like I think it just adjacent to the living room that they were in. They go to the bedroom and they continued asking questions. One of them said, did you like living out here? And they heard a response that said, no. Mm. Then they asked, did you have a favorite toy? I think they asked that because they assumed that was one of the kids' bedrooms. Yeah. Um, and they got an EVP response that said, knife. Knife? Yeah knife there's some dark stuff that's going on there had gone on i did read that there's a rumor that uh somebody that worked on the property at some point i don't know how long ago there's a rumor that there was somebody on the property that would abuse children there oh but I don't. I didn't look into who they were saying did that, or at the time frame. I don't know. Oh dang! I don't think they were talking about Fielding Gar though. Like it was like a worker of the ranch. It was like somebody. Oh, so, okay. 
Yeah, who knows? That is a theory slash conspiracy slash rumor. Um, Carl Aldrich is an employee of the ranch who is quoted in, in a KSL news article, and he is quoted saying, uh, one day I was alone in my office, then I suddenly smelled a light and flowery woman's perfume, but nobody was around. I pulled out my phone, so I started recording audio, and I asked, what are you doing in my office? It's very faint, but you can hear a voice saying, looking for you. Hmm. <laughs> right. Another employee said, <laughs> right. Another employee said that one night they, they were closing up and, you know, they went through their nightly routine. Each night they close up everything, make sure everything is in its place, nice, neat, orderly. Um, and the next day they came in because they were also opening the next day. So there was nobody that came in between when they left and when, when they came in the next morning. When they came in, they went into the kitchen. Well, first they noted that everything was exactly the way they left it. But when they went into the kitchen, all the cupboards were opened just about this much, about two inches away from the cupboard. So they're all open about two inches wide. And they said they're like, the creepiest part about that is that a lot of those cupboard doors are very like sticky. Like they're hard to like open yeah let alone stay open that much without like closing on its own just from the weight of the door or whatever so and all of them were the exact same amount open i think like having like i don't know what it is but like the kitchens (laughs) are so creepy when like the doors or all the cupboards are open and the drawers are open right it is but that is so eerie to me it seems very emotional you know yeah whether that's a sad emotion or an angry emotion or a happy emotion you don't know because like the kitchen is like the heart of the home right that's what they say it's where everybody gathers so was that a good thing or was that a bad thing and that's different every house huh is it windy there uh, I mean, breezy a little. Why? What? The, the leaf behind you keeps moving. Oh, this one? Yeah. Yeah, it's a little breezy. Not like okay. windy, but it's breezy. Okay, enough that, uh, it, that it's moving your hair. So, okay. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. It was freaking me out because it was moving, and I was like, <laughs> well, the last time we recorded the On Deck of Dusk episode, you freaked me out because you were like, what is that? What is that? And I'm like, oh, my God, I don't know. <laughs> I'm, like, so aware of your surroundings just because I'm, like, that well, one thing. And I have it set up on my screen so that you are, like, the majority of my screen, and then I am just, like, a little one-and-a-half-inch square at the top, you know? Oh. So I don't really see a lot of detail. So if you okay. see something, you tell me. Okay. Well, I'm not I looking. See a quivering of a leaf behind you. So you okay. do with that what you will. Okay. I'm just gonna say that's the wind. I bet it is because your hair. <sighs> so. Yeah. 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 It's just the wind. Okay. So, go ahead. Um, another paranormal investigation team that frequently goes out there uh, is. A team known as WASP. 
And that stands for Western Association for the Science of the Paranormal. That's and they a have whole a lot of channel. words. It is. And it's funny because I'm like, I've never heard of these guys. And then I was looking into them and I'm like, I feel like I should have heard about these guys because they have a lot of investigations. Like, oh, like they've done Alcatraz. Oh, like places like that. So I'm like, huh. Anyway, so you, if you want to look into them, I highly suggest it. Uh, so that's Wasp. The channel that I was looking at was Wasp Utah. So I don't know if they have like different states or if they're from Utah. I don't know. But okay. anyway, a paranormal, paranormal investigator named Chris Harmon has come to the property several times over the last years and claims that each time he has a completely different experience. In a KSL article, he said that he did an investigation back in 2019 and said that they were setting up, setting up outside and they heard something running towards them and even saw the grass moving, but there was absolutely nothing there. So it goes back to like that thing of like, did they imagine it or not? But it's like in that case, he saw the grass moving, you know, as if there would be oh, something running through. So eerie. It really is. Um, Chris said during that investigation, some of the investigators went into the nearby woods, and while they were in there, they were both scratched by something unseen. And the creepiest part about that is that they were both scratched in the exact same place on their shoulder. Whoa. Yeah. Um, in October of 2021, so about a year ago, Chris and his team went back to Fielding Gar Ranch for another investigation. They were accompanied by you know, their investigators, a medium, they had a a Reiki specialist, a Wiccan, Carl Aldrich, the ranch manager, and a KSL investigator and a KSL photojournalist. So a whole crew of different different kinds of people. Yeah. Um, They really got a lot of evidence that was really spooky. And so I'm just going to go through a bunch of that. But just as they were setting up, uh, they started getting or they captured an EVP of a groan and a word that said, hello. Mm. It's like right as they were setting up. After a bit, they whipped out a word-generating PX Ovulus puck device, and right away it became super active. One of the investigators asked, what is your name and how old are you? And the device responded with, 15. After that, they moved on to the, to the woods, because I guess after that, like, nothing really happened after they got that answer. Okay. Um, the team moved out into the woods to see if they could capture anything. And at first, none of them, or at first, one of them started to complain of a really bad headache, and the ovulus puck started rattling off, like, different ominous words, like, hide, beware, and hostile. Jeez. So I'm going to send you... I'm going to send you a link of a YouTube video that I want you to go to. Okay. Okay. Now I want you to go to minute, one minute, 30 seconds. Okay. And then hit pause. One minute, 30 seconds. Yes. And for the listeners, I'm just going to explain what's happening and then April will watch it and then give her a reaction. So, okay. The camera. So in the video, the camera seems to be stopped are strapped up into a tree. It's like out in the woods and it's strapped up in a tree, kind of like a trail cam situation. 
Um, and when you hit play, April, you're going to hear like a, like a leaves crunching sound, like as if something is walking or moving, which could be the investigators, but they never really explain that. Um, but then a possible EVP comes up, and I want to see if you can identify what the EVP is. Okay. It's the whole clip that I want you to listen to is like maybe 15 seconds okay. before you hear it or when you hear it. Did you want us to come here? Okay, I gotta start over. Hold on. I can't tell. It sounds like a hiss. Yeah, so that's how it ends. It's like with the hissing sound. Yeah. But it's an EVP of what sounds like, hear my voice. And this at the end is kind of like a hissing sound. Like, hear my voice. It's creepy. That is very creepy. Yeah. That is like so. Hold on one more time. Did you want us to come? I don't know. Like, I, yeah, I, I, it, all those like recordings, like, are hard for me because I can't. Well, I, I heard it loud and clear on my phone. You should see. Oh, you you did? Yeah. Like, maybe, like, after we're done recording, you can try pulling it up on your computer or something. But, and I'll definitely put this on either Instagram if I can, or I'll insert it in the episode so you guys can hear it. But it's very creepy. It is very creepy. Yeah, it's ominous Um, sounding. It really is. So then after you hear the hear my voice, um, you hear the investigator ask, did you want us to come here? And then you hear an EVP here. You hear someone say yes. So um, now I want you on that same video to fast forward to one minute, 55 seconds. Okay. And at this part in the video, it's the same camera angle, and you don't see anybody. It's just like an outward view of the, of the woods, mm-hmm. and you can hear people talking in the background, and they're sitting there, and one of them suddenly feels like they're being scratched, and as they're talking about it, you hear a sinister laugh. <laughs> okay. See if you can hear it. Okay. Well, I see the goosebumps, but I'm not seeing any scratches. <laughs> no. Did you hear it? Yes. Isn't that creepy? Well, I see the goosebumps, but I'm not seeing any scratches. There's no effing way. That That's is creepy, so huh? creepy. Yeah, so I'll see if I can insert that in the episode too, because that was just super creepy. Um, oh. And again, that is, uh, let me go back. Make sure I plug in the right. So that's the WASP Paranormal or WASP Utah Paranormal Team. So if you guys want to check that out, um, it's their Fielding Gar investigation from October of 2021. I highly recommend it. It was really, really good. So some investigators over the years have said that if you stand outside on the shore at night, you'll hear wailing sounds as if somebody is crying or some like an infant is crying out in the water asking for your help. Oh, my gosh. A lot of people think that that's water babies. Yeah. The end. Ugh. Freaking hearing sounds in the hallway (laughs) behind me, and I'm, like, freaked out now. That laugh got me. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like the devil. Yeah. (laughs) That sounds like the devil laughing. What's so funny? (laughs) Yeah. I don't like it. (laughs) 
Well, anyway. Good one. That was Thanks. a good one. Thanks. Yeah, you too. <laughs> Thanks. So we'll see how it goes. But I hope that I survive this cruise endeavor. You will. Uh, I can't wait to hear about it when you get back. It's it's going to be a great time. That'll be fun. I just have a lot of anxiety. So this week I'm going to be such a little brat because I'm like panicking um, on all fronts. So yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Well, good luck. Thanks. And to everybody listening, thanks for listening. <laughs> yeah. Hey, thanks. Uh, join our Patreon if you want to get exclusive access to our video episodes and our On Deck at Dusk episodes. We're getting into the Halloween season, so we're going to have April just did a true crime episode, which came out on September 1st. And then I am going to have a, a paranormal story October 1st. So every other month is going to be paranormal or true crime. Mm-hmm. And it's international stories. So they're like stories that are bigger and scarier. <laughs> so it's, it's a great time. So join our yeah. Patreon if you want to do that and have free merch and that kind of stuff. Uh, follow us on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and share share us to your friends and family and yeah yeah good one good outro katie thank I you i watch it every time no i was like, just trying to remember of everything like what's the next thing like we should have us down by now <laughs> i know well we should but i mean we do have uh some stuff on our website also we have merch you can purchase if you don't want to do patreon we have keychains we have a car charm from our episode one right Uh, we have beanies and is that it is that all we got i think so keychains and stickers i don't think we have the stickers on the um to for purchase i think we just have them for our patreon people to go in there in their little happy mail so yes perfect all right well See you guys for episode 28 in a couple weeks. If I survive it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> All right. Good luck. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.